If you want to know anything and everything there is to know about how to sell your house, you're in the right spot, my friend. Welcome to the How to Sell a House podcast. Welcome to another episode of the How to Sell Your House podcast. Today, we're going to get into some frequently asked questions that we get a lot, that we hear a lot of sellers asking us kind of right off the bat. So we're going to get into those today. Um, We are real estate agents here in San Diego, California. Um, But if you are thinking about selling somewhere else, definitely get in touch with us. We have a lot of realtors in different areas of the country. So um, you can hop onto our website, howtosellahousepodcast.com. And there's a ton of resources there. And it's also a way to get in touch with us. I'm Cassie Lewis. I'm Chris Erickson. And Lauren Sanders with the BTF Group. Let's get into those frequently asked questions. All right, leading off, first question being, what are the most important things to do before selling your house? So we cover a lot of these on a ton of different episodes. So we get a lot in depth. Today, we're just going to give you the, the kind of overview of the most important things to do before you sell your house. One of the most important things is preparing your house. If you have some sort of time frame where you can get in there, make a checklist. Okay, I mean, maybe need some paint. Maybe uh, need some new flooring. Maybe you need some staging. Uh, preparation is going to be one of the biggest things you can do to improve the value of your house, uh, to make sure you get the most amount of buyers writing offers on your house. It is such a huge key. There's a few other ones too, pricing and promotion. Those come down to conversations you have with your agent. How are they going to promote it? How are they going to price it? Going over all the local comps and stuff. But out of those three, preparation, pricing, and promotion... I think one of the most important things, like I said, is preparation, going through the entire place, fix anything that's been bugging you over the years, just so you don't run into those problems as you come through you, when you do actually get into escrow, check out the outside of your house. How's the outside? Do you need some landscaping? There's, there's like stuff that you can do that doesn't cost a lot of money or a lot of time that can drastically improve the value of your home. So I think the most important thing to do before you sell your home is getting it prepared. So the, the house that is really dialed in and in top shape, updated, ready to go, sparkly clean, they just sell for more. Because even part of it now, too, is people want to move fast. But also, it's been really a challenge lately to hire people to do upgrades or update a house, get carpet, get paint. So if you've got it set and it looks great uh, when you hit the market, you're going to net a little more money, uh, bottom line. If you guys have been following this podcast for a little bit, one of the biggest things in the preparation phase is washing your windows. So make sure your windows are washed for those pictures, for those first showings. That's kind of a joke, but it also, (laughs) it's not a joke for Chris. It's not a joke. (laughs) Do you have have a a deal with a window washer? I do. I do have a window washing company. So not really, but I should start one. Uh, It is important. It's the, the the, the house that is sparkly clean, looks great. Somebody walks into it. They can't find stuff wrong with it. They just pay more for them. Mm -hmm. And in a, competitive market like we're in now, you even get a little bonus on top of that because people are already willing to pay more. The second question we get a lot is how can I make my house more appealing to potential buyers? So it kind of goes into that preparation part of it too. But uh, one of the big things we we suggest a lot, like right off the bat is declutter, uh, which can mean like if you've got a lot of furniture in a room, take some pieces out. If you've got um, a lot of knickknacks everywhere, definitely pare those down. Also going into this is... Family photos, we always suggest 
kind of minimizing as many of those family photos on the wall, you know, so people can, they can imagine themselves there. They obviously see that your family is there, but like just having it be kind of a blank canvas um, is a really good way for buyers to kind of just move in essentially when they're taking a look at your house. Curb appeal is huge. So uh, any yard work, any overgrown plants, trees, getting, making sure tree branches are off the house, things like that. So um, some of those things are great to just do up up front. And it kind of goes in hand in hand with that preparation, you know, clean, tidy, some stuff too. If you've been living there for a while, you have your, you know, you, you've been there. So you kind of see it from a different perspective. It might be a good idea to have somebody else come in and let you know what they think, even odors, that kind of stuff like that. You pet pets, pet odors, anything that's that you've just gotten used to over the years. Maybe it's even your old furniture that you love. You might not like hearing that it might need to be kind of staged or updated or moved or, or anything like that, but it's going to help you in the long term to help you net that more money. And some of the things too, potentially updates if, if needed, like some of the easy stuff like we were saying, like paint and carpet, it could be as simple as like cleaning the carpet. You know, you don't necessarily need to get new carpet. If it's in decent shape, get it cleaned up, get it nice and good. Uh, but you could all the you could also go all the way up to like a full remodel. Uh, depends on you know what you're looking for, what your time frames are, all that kind of stuff. Our third one we're going to talk about is what should I do if I'm having trouble selling my house? And so that can be many things, but most times it's it's just boils down to one or two things. You know, in the in the time frame I've been doing this, I've seen if so if I would start with this: if your house, if you think your house is in great shape and it shows well and it's in a great location, there's nothing odd about it, and you think it's priced well. The first thing I would check, and this is going to sound odd, is to make sure the information entered into the MLS is correct. Uh, I've seen several different times over my career where a house is not even entered in the right neighborhood. So, or it's not entered, something is not correct about the entry of the house. It's just not getting the the kind of exposure it should get. So that's a a little, that's the pro tip, kind of uh, Excalibur pro tip there Mm -hmm. for that. We'll start with that. But anyway, I kind of covered some of it right there. Condition, price, um, location. The the other thing too, is it easy for people to call and get an appointment to get in to see your house? Is that um, something that's easy to do? It, it almost doesn't matter the condition of the property. There is a sale price for every single property. So I usually start with price and say, based on everything I see, is it priced correctly? And then I go to, is there anything that's missing that I'm that I'm not seeing. Maybe there's something little in the condition that you could correct. And then the other thing is when we're doing this and we haven't had to do this for a while, but if you have a property on the market, you're getting a lot of showings and you have no offers. That happens as well too, when there's more uh, a normal market. And so if that's the case, you know, your agent should be following up with the people that have shown it to get feedback from them directly and find out exactly what they think um, and, you know, and then if you see a common theme or thread, then, you know, you definitely want to address that. Many times, too, it it is, you know, timing sometimes is, is off on these things where neighborhoods are in flux. And we talked about that in a different part of this podcast. But neighborhoods go through these kind of rhythms as well. And so they can have a lot of activity and then it can slow up. And so you might be in a time frame where it's, it's uh, you know, look at what the average – House on the market is pending. How many days was that on the market? If you're over that, um, and that's consistent, like seriously over that, then that, you know, that's probably an issue. The other thing, 
Lastly, I would say is, does your house have some kind of a unique quality? I'm going to call it a quality, but it might not be something people like. Like it only has one bathroom or it has one and a third bathroom or there's something that's not functional about it in today's market. I've had those before too along the coast where you have a house. Square footage is okay, but it's it's actually a one bathroom house, which is not, not normal. <laughs> when I the first house I lived in, I think we had two bathrooms, and that still was low when you have multiple kids in the family. Anyway, so it could be something like that. All of that stuff still goes right back to you need to be priced based on what you're selling. So, you know, and then last, I would look at exposure. Are you in all the places you should be? Are you on all the sites? Are you, uh, you know, are you taking advantage as your agent taking advantage of all the different places that your home could be placed, and um, and making sure you're getting the exposure that you can get. Next frequently asked question: How much money will I get from selling my house? Most people think that they sell their house. Let's say it's uh, sell for eight hundred thousand dollars. They're going to walk away with eight hundred thousand dollars, or at least mentally, that's kind of they they definitely know that they're not going to walk away with that, but just kind of like, Oh, I sold my house for 800,000. So you tell somebody that they're going to be like, Oh, you guys, you know, you did really well, but few factors, obviously sales price. Uh, second thing, probably one of the most, the, the bigger amounts that are going to get taken off of that, you know, net, what you're going to get is your mortgage. So they're going to pay off the amount you owe. So when you get your money at the end, that, that number is already going to be taken out. There's also a bunch of closing costs involved with uh, any real estate transaction. You got escrow fees, title fees out here in California. You have commissions. You have, if there's an HOA, there's going to be a bunch of HOA fees to get all the documents to the buyer. There's just a lot of different little costs that you might not be aware of. To get that like a somewhat accurate number of what you're going to walk away with, it's always a good idea to run a net sheet. You can have your local agent run a net sheet for for you. If you don't have one, like I said, hit us up, howtosellahousepodcast.com. We have some great resources there and we can hook you up with a great agent. Or uh, you can hit up an escrow company and kind of give them all your numbers. Obviously, nothing's going to be exact because it's going to be based on the estimated sales price, but you're going to get a lot of those you'll get a much better idea of kind of what you'll walk away with at the end when all is said and done. The net number is going to be the most important number. And that's kind of what you're actually going to walk away with when you do sell your home. The fifth question, are there any other costs that come with selling my house? Kind of piggybacking on what Chris just shouted about. Um, But some of the things you just might not think about, um, there's taxes involved with selling your house, either local taxes, state taxes, federal, like there's things that you need to keep in mind. Uh, when selling your house, how long have you lived there? Will there be any type of taxes if it's a rental property or anything like that? So just those things you want to chat with your tax person advisor about. Obviously, commissions, um, taxes or escrow fees, title, all the things that go along with escrow selling your house, but also start to think about the cost of, well, I need storage. If you're trying to declutter your house, um, where are you going to put all this stuff? Um, a lot of folks use a garage, but if you can make that garage look open and big too. storage unit might be a good idea. What is a moving company going to cost? Are you going to, are you moving across country? Can you do it with a pod? Are you going to do it with a truck? Are you going to do it on your own? So those are things to start kicking around and thinking about, um, inspections and repairs. So like if we strongly suggest getting, um, a pre-inspection and termite ahead of time, just to make sure you can get some of those things dialed in and fixed ahead of time to not have surprises later. So those uh, repairs and inspections are a cost to think about. Last 
thing in your closing costs you're going to see too is prorations for property taxes, HOA fees, and then prorations based on your closing date for your, if you have a mortgage, your your interest you owe because your mortgage payment, you're paying interest in arrears. So, you know, it, it doesn't come out the way you would think it would. If you move out on the 31st, you know, it's it's different. So there could be a bigger proration than you think, depending on how what size your mortgage payment is. So that could be several thousand dollars. They're just settling your account at the time of close is, is basically the way you can look at it. The last one we're going to talk about is, can I sell my house without a real estate agent or a broker? Yes, is the short answer. You know, there's all kinds of different options to look at from the traditional for sale by owner where you just put a sign in your yard and maybe you run some ads and hope to attract whatever buyers are in the neighborhood and and uh, work on the whole thing yourself. There's also these in our market, in many markets, there's, there's cash buyers that'll call you and say, I'll pay you cash for your house and you'll have your money in two weeks. Buy it as is, whatever the problem is. You know, if there's problems with it, I'd take it the way it is and deal with them. The other, the other thing is there's eye buyers now, uh, like Open Door and some of those that you can kind of, it's like a for sale by owner in a sense where you're just going directly to a company. In, in the market that we're in now, you have your best chance ever of selling your house on your own because the market is really strong. The real question you have to ask yourself is, is that the best thing for you? And if you're prepared to do that, are you prepared to negotiate? all the different things you're going to need to negotiate. Do you know what the norms are in the community where you know you can ask for this, not pay for that? I mean, there's there's a number of different items that, given our current market, like, for instance, we might be having no contingencies at all on an offer that we accept. And uh, we're not paying for any inspect, any inspection items that you find. And we're not doing, you know, so everything's different. So if you feel comfortable negotiating on your own and you feel comfortable that you know what's actually going on in your market, you know, you can give it a shot. Most times I would say, and this will sound self-serving, but most times it will cost you money versus a really good agent, um, a professional agent. I will give you this. Uh, You could do as well as the average agent potentially. And so, um, you know, if you're looking at it that way, if you just run into a random agent and they are so, so at the business, you might be able to do just as well as them, but you'll be hard pressed to match somebody that's going to do, you know, full marketing, understands the market, can negotiate all the different things that need to be negotiated. We do have a bunch of resources for somebody that wants to uh, attempt to sell their home on their own, correct? Yes. Yeah. So we can, and that is on the website. Yeah, we actually have a whole episode on for sale by owner. So if you guys want to learn everything that an agent does and that you could do potentially on your own, go listen to that ep- that episode. It's over on how to sell a house with a ton of other resources. And if you guys need to be hooked up with a local agent in your market, we have our contact info over there and we can hook you up. We got a great network of people throughout the nation. So how to sell a house go hit it up. Catch you on the next episode.